plate, I'ma swing for the fence Throw me the lob, I'ma dunk it like Vince They think I'm from sack with the way that I'm ballin' I feel like a king, but I'm fresher than Prince Baltimore raised and fly like a raven Made it through mazes, that shit amazing Vision so clear, they thought I got lacing Cradle to grave, we poundin' that pavement Made up my mind, told them pass me the rock with the game on the line I'm taking a shot, shit all of my life had to play from behind And now they just watch, like is he gon' stop? I tell them I can't They think it's a game, they take me for joke, I just laugh to the bank Hey everybody, welcome back to the weekly AEW Rampage and Dynamite. It's your boy R3 and the most venerable, one of the most talented human beings on two feet and a bespeckled gentleman like myself, the honorable Mr. Eloquent. Hi Chief Eloquent, how you doing sir? <laughs> man, my man, I'm- Doing good, doing good. Always uh, happy to to be on here to you know to rap and talk some uh, talk some wrestling with you, bro. Yeah, man. Before we hit the record, we we talked about the uh, Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. How that ending should have been, you know, a no call and really should have just let them play it out. Because at the end of the day, let the guys you know earn it. You know what I mean. Um, but overall, I rate the Super Bowl very high. I mean, I would say eight out of ten. What do you rate the Super Bowl in your opinion? I mean, for the game itself, I'd probably go eight, eight and a half or so. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that call is probably what, what's preventing me from giving it a nine or a 9.5. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I thought the halftime show was, was, uh, was cool. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, but, yeah, but all around, um, definitely a pretty entertaining, you know, two and a half, three hours, however long the game was. Yeah, I thought it was so funny that uh, everybody was like, at first, uh, you know, nowadays you got to be careful with saying anything. But with Rihanna's stomach, I'm like, is she still recovering? I was like, is she still recovering from a baby or does she have a baby? And then, and as I saw different angles and then I went to black Twitter, I'm like, nah, Riri is pregnant again. I'm like, ASAP is getting all of his mistiming. Um, <laughs> he just, he's just. Bro, bro understood the, he understood the assignment. Exactly. <laughs> he's like, this is my only opportunity. I'm going to bust the club up. Uh, <laughs> That sweet Caribbean uh, woman that she is. So he's taking advantage of that. So I'm going to reserve my my spicy comments to myself. But uh, it's so funny to see all, everyone's reaction about how they're, you know, guys saying, oh, they, you know, that my baby's, uh, you know, pregnant and upset that, you know, he keeps just <laughs> making babies with Rihanna. But hey, man, hey, get in where you fit in. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Also, about, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what were you going to say? Yeah, just. ASAP, yeah, just be about what you're about. <laughs> he's, ace, he's getting her pregnant ASAP. <laughs> yeah, so um, I think they're going to have way more than two. I think when it's all said and done, they're going to have a little tribe, bro. Tribe of Judah or something. <laughs> oh. oh, bro. Bro's about to get his cannon on. Ex- you know, that ass. Motherfuckers aren't careful. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. So also, man, before we get into the, the show, we also had a passing in the hip-hop royalty. Uh, De La Soul co-founder, True Goy, um, that at 54, um, talk about De La Soul. Cause I actually have some songs in my phone. I'm going to just pull up some songs that I actually have in my music. So, th- uh, cause they are important to me. They're great to, for people who are real hip hop heads and like me and you, um, we really appreciate the unique perspective. I, the most recent album I had was, um, 
De La Soul and the Anonymous Nobody um, came yeah, out in 2016. You like that one? No, it was a great record. For yeah, sure. Definitely, definitely. I love Greyhounds, Dawn, Property of Spitkicker.com, Pain with Snoop Dogg. So, um, yeah, talk about what they mean to you because you're, you're way more talented and involved in music than I am. So what do they mean to you, if anything, as, especially as a Canadian, an Afro-Canadian? <laughs> well, man, it's, you know, I mean, like native tongues, you know? I mean, they're in terms of just my foray into, into hip hop, like just as a kid, I mean, you know, they were among one of the groups, you know, along with like tribe called quest and leaders of the new school and, you know, folks like them. I mean, they, they were around in that period too. And, you know, and the one thing that I always really appreciated with them was that, you know, despite being around since, you know, early nineties, even at the late eighties. I mean, they've managed to stay relevant. They like evolved with the times. They weren't sort of stuck on one sound. Um, and they just approached music in a way that, that, you know, a lot of, a lot of different artists just didn't, didn't do. So they're always unique. They're always fresh. You know, I always thought the, like just the content of like the, the lyrics was just way, like way ahead of its time. Um, I mean, hell, it's just, you know, for me, um, you know, it, just with the artists that I grew up listening to and knowing that most of them are in their fifties and sixties. And so now, and you know, more and more of them are passing and, you know, I feel like I'm losing more and more of like my childhood and, and some of the guys who influenced me to, to do what I'm doing today. So let's just say that I, I didn't really take the news very, very well. And I kind of like didn't care about the Super Bowl um, after the news broke. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, but I mean, Dave in particular, Trigoy, um, you know, his, his lyricism, his bars are always all there. And yeah, yeah whether it's me, myself and I, Oh yeah. Me, myself and I, you know, yeah. This classic, classic for days, man. So yeah. if you, you played a uh, 2006, if you played a, NCAA football 2016 that me, myself and I got you. That was, that was, I don't know. Did you ever play? Uh, I know you're Canadian, but did you ever play like American NCAA football online or no? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. One of my good homies had that on the, uh, I don't remember which one it was, but um, I think I had it on the PS2. Maybe it was PS3. Mm-hmm. I don't, don't remember which one. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, but I mean, certainly over time, the, um, the way they curate, um, some of those soundtracks, like I love that they would they would dip into the past and, and throw in some some classics in there too. But yeah, man, me myself and I, that I don't know if that was their biggest song, but definitely one of one of the ones when you know you hear that in the party and you just you just you, you just got a groove, you know. Yeah, no question about it. Also, there was a Grammy Awards within the last couple of days since we've talked. 
couple winners here go down since again you are uh, soon, soon to be a Grammy award winning artist and probably even producer as well um, I, I just think the type the quality of music the way that you look at music the way you present music that type of genius that you have eloquent is destined to be recognized and I truly believe that when I say that so I'm, I'm excited but one day when I go to hang out with you at the Grammys at the Grammy party and you're looking all spiffy and your tux you got the Grammy in your hand uh, for production or even just your own album um, I think you know, the universe will, will embrace you in that way. And I think you have the talent to do that. Um, so yeah, you, you, you're going to get it, brother. The universe rewards that, that type of genius, in my personal opinion. I think you are literally a genius, bro. Folks, you're listening literally to a music genius on this podcast. Like, if you haven't heard about Eloquent, get your ass on social, on YouTube, get your ass on iTunes, get your ass on Spotify right now so that you can enjoy some really good music. And, and, and really, when we're talking about, you know, major music, we need more quality, substantive music. And Eloquent is one of those guys. I like to speak life into people who I see real legitimate talent and you have it brother so i want to give you some claps here appreciate, appreciate that man thank you thank you hell yeah brother i'm excited man we had harry styles getting album of the year um any thoughts about that see it, it, it's it's kind of tough because i'm not going to pretend like you know I, I listened to his album you know obviously i I mean, if you've ever turned on the radio, you've probably heard a couple of the songs. As he was. And so, as he right, was. Right, right, right. I actually have that song, bro. No, no bullshit. I actually have that song. <laughs> well, see, it, it's funny because it's, it's kind of one of those songs that, you know, you hear like all the time and commercials and stuff. Does it make and, you feel happy, though, when you hear it, though, honestly? And, and at, least, at, least, at least for me, it's like mm -hmm. I didn't even know like who the who the artist was until oh, like okay you know you know like you know you kind of hear songs a lot but you don't actually know who sings them or who raps them until way later mm -hmm. so it's like I, I i get it um you know it's like you know beyonce but that that album year it's kind of like the one thing that's like missing from uh <laughs> Mark Grant resume. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I know some, I know some folks, especially in black Twitter, were in their feelings about it. Um, I mean, for me, it's like just that category album of the year. Like, I just feel like it's such a hard thing to sort of judge or quantify, mm -hmm. um, when you have artists from like multiple different genres. Yeah. Um, you know, where I feel like it almost just comes down to, okay, so, who's the most popular. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I feel like that's really what it, what that particular category always comes down to. So like, you know, I wasn't offended or, or anything. Um, you know, honestly, when I heard it, uh, when I heard that he won, I was just like, oh, good for, good for, Harry, for Harry Styles, mm -hmm. you know. Another person uh, that I, I'm a really big fan of, beautiful young woman, uh, Samara Joy, a jazz singer from New York uh, City, um, the young lady actually has a beautiful voice. She's so, t I'm a big, you know, we're just music lovers, me and you, Eloquent, and we appreciate it at a higher level. I think some people just kind of stick with certain genres. And um, when I heard this beautiful young lady, Samara Joy's voice, and she's a gorgeous young lady as well, beautiful sister, but her voice, especially for her age, I think she's in her early 20s, um, absolutely magical did you get a chance to listen to any of her stuff because i went for some reason you know sometimes i just like to go see what's the hullabaloo about certain people and tomorrow joy is up there with my girl um i love her it, it, just as much as i love um um uh, leon la havis 
or a um, um, Laura Isabar, a um, another girl. She plays the the bass. Uh, I love her so much. What is her name? Um, I, I'll tell you right now. She plays the bass. Um, I was supposed to, every time she comes to town, I miss it. I'm so upset. Um, what's I'm going to tell you right now. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, Black Gold. She did a song called Black Gold. My girl Esperanza Spalding. Literally my crush. Oh yeah. I'm, oh yeah. No, I let's just say that I've had in the past like a very very unhealthy obsession with her. Um, <laughs> you gonna fight for her? You know, <laughs> uh, I mean, Charity sure, sure had a had a had a chokehold over me for 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 a while, bro. So uh, I'm for always, real, you know. And anytime I see her up for anything, it's like. Yeah, yeah. I always gotta show support. She's something else, <laughs> bro. She's just so beautiful, bro. Her hair, like the, her little curls, and her soft voice, and her quirky spirit. It's so cool, man. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. very, 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 very high on her for sure. Hell yeah. Um, also, since we're on the topic of Grammys, I also want to give a give a shout out to. Um, the man, the legend, Robert Glasper. Yes. Um, yes, let's do that. that. I know that he, he kind of made news because, uh, he kind of made news because, um, I mean, he won best R&B and, you know, people who had never heard of him were outraged about it, including one, uh, one Chris Brown. <laughs> but, you know, I, I employ anybody who isn't up on him to spend five or 10 minutes just Googling who he is and just what he's done. He is incredible just as a musician. No doubt about it. I've been on him for like a decade plus, bro. Right, man. Just black radio one, two, and three. I mean, just, yeah. I think he did something with Christian Scott that I really like him and Robert Glassburn and um, Christian Scott Mm -hmm. did some music a couple years ago. It was really good. Yeah. And just, the blend of just jazz and soul and R&B and hip-hop. I mean, he's, you know, like, he's one for the culture. So, you know, so the, you know, with the, the whole Chris Brown shade thing, you know, that, that didn't sit right with me. Mm-hmm. But um, I, mean, I think he eventually apologized for it. Kind of a lack of apology, but, you know, an apology nonetheless. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I mean, out of out of everything on the show, and I'm not going to pretend like I watched the entire thing. Yeah. But out of, out of everything on the show, like finding out that he won, kind of, you know, made my heart the happiest. Oh wow! He, yeah. He's, he's been killing it for so long, and you know, and it's not his first Grammy, but you know, it was uh, so so well deserved. Hell yeah. Kendrick Lamar also getting a rap song, rap album, and rap performance. No doubt. To me, yeah. one of the, this is the thing shout about Kendrick. K-Dot, yeah. What'd you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out to K-Dot. Yeah, K-Dot. Kendrick Lamar continues to set the pace for what we would expect in an album. Um, and, and I think I wrote a note about this album here. Let me look. I wrote a really heartfelt thing for Kendrick. Let me see. I think I have it in my notes because the brother just always pushes the envelope for what real artistry is in hip hop. Um, yeah, here we go. Here's there we go. So this is what I have here. I'm going to, yeah, let me see. This was written back 
in March, May 13th, 2022. It says, Kendrick has redefined our perception of what consciousness looks like on an album. More importantly, the honesty and vulnerable tone he invokes while having every song sonically connect and slap is that of a true master and thought leader. Very few are in Kendrick's class in the modern landscape of hip hop. This album will have you reading all of the lyrics and trying to decipher the deeper meanings and societal implications. This is hip hop at its best and brightest and most creative. An album with a living and breathing soul. Well done, Brother Kendrick. That was my two cents after purchasing that album and listening to it at least four or five times. I need to go back, probably listen to another four or five times. So tell me, you know, um, as an artist and, and uh, to see an album to be honored and respected this way, because this is really a, a master class in artistry. We haven't seen conceptualization from, from, from many artists recently that maybe that's not the new popular thing from song one all the way to the song to end of the album. It's a great conceptual album. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I've, I always, I always respect and have, you know, just a ton of admiration for anybody who in that hip hop medium, um, you know, takes the time to, you know, to do something conceptual and, you know, do something thought provoking and, you know, something that you, you know, you may not have thought about and, and you have to like really sort of think about, you know, there's, you know, much, much of the music that, you know, that charts and is the most popular, um, frankly, a lot of it's brainless. And I'm not saying that's like as an insult, um, you know, like I, you know, I, I like turning up and, uh, you know, when, when feature comes on or, or, you know, when you hear, uh, Metro booming and 21 Savage, you know, like, I, like, I, like, like we, we all love all of that, but, but there's something, there's something just to, just to the art form when someone can do something conceptual and, and really, really make you think and, um, you know, just have a conversation, you know, but that's not, that's not an, an easy thing to, to do help. And then the process of putting a record together and, you know, like the music's all there, but, you know, trying to figure out a way to, 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 to tell a story and, and implement it in a, in a clever or unique way. I mean, that's, it, it's, it's a hard, it's a hard thing to do. So, you know, so I appreciate that. Um, he's done that multiple times throughout his career, um, most of which to critical acclaim. And, you know, and I know like the, the Grammys, a lot of it really is on some popularity contest stuff. Facts. Um, but no, but, but it does, but it does my heart well, just, you know, seeing, seeing records like that get, get recognized. And even if it doesn't win, the fact that it's even in consideration, that's, that's automatically a, a W. And then the fact that he actually won is a bigger W. No question about it. Well, that's all of our culture portion of the uh, of the episode. We're going to hop right into AEW. Everyone came to listen to. We we, we try to be vast. We're we're definitely intelligent, sharp gentlemen, and we want to show you that pro wrestling fans aren't goofball incels who smell like bologna sandwiches sitting in their mother's basement. We are articulate and cultured men 
who appreciate diversity in everything, not just pro wrestling. And I really want to destroy that stereotype of being wrestling fans, being uncultured, unsophisticated people. So I think this is another way of showing that by showing our range in topics as well. Hopping into AEW Dynamite, a lot going on. Let's just go down the list of things. And then what I'm going to have you do, Eloquent, is talk about what stood out to you. We're not, again, on this podcast, we do not do every single match breakdown. We are not a play-by-play podcast, but we are a what stood out to us podcast. So just to give people an idea of what happened in AEW Dynamite in El Paso, basically we had MJF versus Kanosuke Takeshita. We had a match with Jamie Hayes, Britt Baker, Rebel versus The Bunny, Penelope Ford, and Kip, Sa- uh, and Kip Sabian came out. As well, we had uh, Lexi Nair trying to get a word with uh, world champion MJF. Renee Pac- uh, Paquet was backstage with Tony Storm and Soraya as they Beat up Leva Bates. We'll talk about that. Absolute Ricky Starks. Yeah, that kind of, yeah, it was interesting. Absolute Ricky Starks versus the Jericho Appreciation Society. All right, there's a gauntlet match there. We had American Dragon Brian Danielson versus El Toro Blanco Rush. Um, And then we also had the AEW World Trios Championship match, the Elite versus AR Fox in Top Flight. We also had for the main event, the AEW World Tag Team Championship match, the acclaimed versus the gun. So, Mr. Eloquent, I'm going to hand this over to you, sir. What stood out to you about this episode of AEW Dynamite? Well, I guess first things first, I mean, we have to talk about MJF and mm-hmm. her boy, Kanosuke Takeshita. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Fred Moore, who's been listening, I mean, Clear, both of us have been very, very high on um, on Takeshita, and rightfully so. As high as a Chinese uh, surveillance balloon over the Canadian sky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, go and, ahead. Uh, and yeah, that was a that was a great match. And the thing I love about MJF is that um, in the ring, I mean, he can do he can do all of those high flying spots. Like, bro took a lariat from the top rope and landed on his feet. Yeah, that's beautiful. Like, but he does, like, like, you forget that he's capable of doing that stuff because, you know, creatively and, like, stylistically, you know, he, he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to do that or show you that he can do that stuff. Um, but it, it, it's a nice reminder, you know, for everyone who kind of just pegs him as, oh, he's just, he's just a promo and he's, Black or whatever in the ring, but no, he's very, very good in the ring. Um, I mean, I think we all we all knew that 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 MJF was going to win that, but you know, but our boy Takeshita got in like a lot of offense. Um, there's a few a few hope spots there where you know you you know you're convinced MJF is going to win, but a few times they you know they they, they made you question it, um, and you know, he gets he gets the win, steals the win, as as we sort of well, I shouldn't say steals the win, but yeah, he gets the win, and then um, he bloodies him up afterwards. Um, I know you're a big fan of seeing um, more blood on the show, but <laughs> the, uh, in the in the context of the story that they're telling, and he used the ring to do it, so you know, so it, it made sense. Um, that didn't bother me. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you felt about that. Uh, you know, Danielson making the save yeah. all around. Yeah. And MJF was, was sprinkled all over the show. 
Um, yeah, we'll, that, that's, that's what I wanted we'll to isolate. Talk, we'll definitely talk about that promo. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I want to get into that. So, um, yeah, we obviously we love to catch that. He's the greatest thing since sliced bread. He's the greatest import since Japanese import since Nintendo, in my opinion, um, to America, <laughs> the North America. Um, and so here, um, yes, I love the fact that they continued. You know, MJF is your champion. MJF is a is a person that is very intriguing. He brings, he's very entertaining. He understands the, the entertainment portion of that, right? And on, a, on a, in an organization that doesn't necessarily have as many entertaining people. Now, entertaining in terms of in the ring, yes, they have, they, they have a world-class roster of in-ring performers, but in terms of the full package, MJF is in a league of his own um, and there's very few people overall in AEW at the top of the card that can really meet the level of personality that he presents on a week-in, week-out basis. And a lot of people were trying to give MJF a lot of flack. Of, oh, he's running flat. He's this or that. This showed us this week that MJF changed gears on us a little bit. The presentation um, was changed gears as well. And I love the fact that he was um, you know, sprinkled throughout the show because it really added intrigue to the character, the storyline, kept you focused on his agenda and what he was trying to accomplish. And it really kept you focused throughout the show instead of just having all these other matches. It helped you to see there's other things that can go throughout. And we've seen that with other companies. We're not going to mention that on the AEW show, but uh, with their storylines being sprinkled throughout the show as well. So very smart move by Tony Khan and the production team um, and everything. So I was appreciative of that. Um, you started talking about Brian. Yeah, the thing that had me tripping was the blood hitting the camera. It literally was like the, the blood was on the camera lens. Um, so I'm not going to hop on my table here. I just want to see blood in pay-per-views and bigger events. I just need them to maybe blading 25% of the time on live television and then maybe a pay-per-view or for a big angle. Just want to see them adjust now, a little bit. Now, to be fair, in in the case of, well, to catch the bleeding anyways, they've been very, very consistent about that. Yeah. Every time MJF like, hits someone with that, with that diamond ring, it's, it's been blood, like literally every single time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so just from a consistency standpoint, they've established that, you know, you might as well be wearing brass nuts, like when he has that ring and he pops you in the face of it, you know, like, you know, some punk, bled, I mean, I think MJF himself bled, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, after, after the dog collar match, um, well, we obviously, we know Moxley did. Um, and, uh, I mean, I don't know off the top of my head who else he's hit with it, but, mm-hmm. but, you know, but it, it, it's happened a lot. So, so that, um, I mean, I didn't have a problem with, I mean, in general, I don't have a big problem with, with, um, like with, with blood. Um, but I, I guess I say that to say that it made sense in this particular case. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and we'll, we'll talk about, um, Brian Anderson and Roosh and, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just hop into it. Go to go to it. Like I said, we, we, the 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 whole idea is what stood out to you. So, if you want to go to Brian Danielson Roots, go ahead. What's your thoughts on that? Um. Oh, I mean, that match is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I've I've always known Roosh is pretty good. I mean, I'd seen him a couple times on like ROH and um, maybe like Triple Mania um, or or CMLL or yeah, I mean, I've seen him a couple times like before AEW, but so like I knew, it's like, you know, when you know someone is good, 
and then you kind of just see them more often. Wow, he really, really good. Um, and and him and him and Brian Danielson just have great, just great chemistry with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, it was super, super physical, super violent. Yes, obviously there was blood. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, just given the physicality of the match, I didn't have an issue with it. I know it's kind of a, you know, there's like a less is more sort of um, attitude that, you know, maybe it'll be a little more impactful if they do it less. And I can't say I disagree with it, but, you know, just given how much they were beating the shit out of each other, yeah. um, it kind of felt, it felt apropos. Um, I gave it time. Um, that was definitely, that was definitely a match of the, match of the week. Oh, at least on the AEW side for me. Yeah. Sure. We talked about uh, last week about Ricky Starks and how, you know, sometimes dealing with Jericho, you can kind of get into a quagmire. And honestly, I need Starks to get out of this feud quick, fast, in a hurry. I think he was very hot two weeks ago. And I don't think this... Now, while this is entertaining to a degree, I don't know how much more this has made R- uh, Ricky into a star or what is it really f- long-term doing it for him. Definitely puts him in a feud, but really... Um, I think he's cooled off, even if it's like 20%. I wouldn't say it's complete cooling off, but I would say it is to a degree. Would you agree with that assessment, or would you say I'm a little bit off? No, I I, I mean, I, he was definitely way hotter in, in the immediate aftermath of, of you know, him, him beating Jericho. And speaking of him beating Jericho, that's kind of the, the problem I had with, with, um, with this gauntlet. So... The premise here is that, um, you know, the Jericho hit him with a bat or put him through the, the table three weeks ago or whatever. You know, they, 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 they've been beefing, right? And so Chris basically is like, hey, if you want to get another shot at me, you got to go through um, uh, 2.0 and then you got to go through Garcia and then you got to go through Sammy and then. And only then will you get a shot at me. And I'm kind of just watching it like, well, bro already beat you like a month ago. Andretti beat him too, like, like a month and a half ago. So just in like, like in the mind, like if I'm Ricky Starks, mm-hmm. why do I even want to be in the gauntlets? Like, yeah. Why do I care? Yeah. So... You know, and that that that, that thought um, kind of just never like escaped my mind. Like, you know, like just and, and you know, they tried to sort of explain it away, where it's like, well, you know, you pissed me off so much that I, I got to get my hands on you again and then just get rid of you. And it's like, okay, like, nice try, but now clearly, what's happening is you know, they're trying to they're trying to extend this to probably to, yeah, to the pay-per-view next month. Um, and, you know, and, and I get that, but if you're trying to, if you're trying to do the match on that big stage, then Jericho should have gone over him the first time. Cause then at least it would make sense for him to, to want to get something back. But, you know, like beating him the first time, still even a month later, and now I feel like when they when they they have that match at Revolution, 
now I'm worried that Chris is going to get his win back. And then <laughs> uh, you kind of did all of that for nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, you did the wrong with the wrong way, you know? I mean, you know, he's been, he's been protected and he's been getting wins over, I mean, Gauntlet notwithstanding, but he's been, he's been winning a lot. So I'm, I'm happy about that. But I called this, you know, the, the second that he, he won that match with Jericho and Dan, I'm like, oh boy, he's going to be beefing with these guys for the next two months. Hell, after Revolution, they could still be beefing for all I know. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's like, you know, they'll, they'll have a good, they'll have another good match. Um, you know, Ricky's great. Um, but, you know, they're, they're really playing fire, you know, risking, um, kind of doing more damage than, than good. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is about Jericho, but he can't just have like a two, three week program with someone and just keep it moving. Everything always has to be a three or four month long program. Yeah, definitely. No, um, the, my match of the week would be the elite versus, uh, and <laughs> you're like, oh, you're surprised that I would say the elite. Yes. The elite versus AR Fox and top flight. Um, typical. It was close. It was like, for, for me, it was like 1A, 1B. True, true, true. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. Um, what I wanted to say was, you know, we've seen the story with Dante Martin and uh, and his brother Darius getting the victories recently in, in tag matches and, and the AR Fox and them have also gotten some big wins in um, trios. In this match with the Bucks, they really were very giving with each other. Amazing match, you know. Um, and and it's just it's nice to see this this team ascend in the type of you know performance that they do of this AEW style, this neck break speed and athleticism. It's the best that you possibly can get when it comes to athleticism um, in pro wrestling. These groups, and so um, I was it was very enjoyable, um, hard hitting, very fast, very impactful. And um, we already talked about how we would like to see them do that in the future. The main thing I wanted to go over with you, though, um, just in, in the wor- way of time, the AEW World Tag Team Championship match. I'm going to hand this over to you, Mr. Eloquent. What were your thoughts, sir? A lot of people were upset on Twitter. <clears throat> okay, so I have, I have mixed feelings about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for one, now, I, I see the story beat, you know, and sort of where it's going. So, and if I'm right as far as where I think what I think they're going to do, um, then I have less of a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Now, we'll, we'll get to that in a moment. So, the match itself was it was fine. You know, this definitely wasn't a you know five star banger, but you know, it was a it was a cool, serviceable match. Mm-hmm. Um, I expected the guns to, to win. I mean, I thought that I thought that Billy Gunn was going to turn again and they like almost teased it, but then didn't. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of weird there. Now, the, the interesting thing here was that they took the titles off of the acclaimed who by far um, are at least top three most overacts in, in the company. Mm-hmm. I mean, they still go pretty crazy for the scissoring and, and all that stuff. Yeah. So, so normally, you know, like when say Jurassic Express had the titles and, you know, you kind of got to a point where you're like, you know, like, but these guys are dope. You know, I like Jungle Boy. I like Luchasaurus, but yeah, I'm, I'm ready for I'm ready for someone else to take the to take the belts off of them. Mm-hmm. 
and you know, I didn't feel like, you know, like the claim they're probably not as hot as they were in, you know, at their apex or in their peak, but I'd say they're maybe only like 10% less mm-hmm. over than they were maybe two months ago. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, I didn't feel it was time for them to, to lose the titles. Now, as far as the guns themselves, now I'm, I'm a bigger fan of them than I think most people. Um, cause I can appreciate them. You know, they're fundamentally good wrestlers and they're very, very annoying. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, they, they get heat and, and, you know, like I think it'll be fun to root against, so to speak. Yeah. Um, now the story beat I was talking about earlier because right after they won it, they posted on socials and they're like top guns out. So I figured, you know, it's the sort of sets the stage for FTR to come back because they haven't been, you know, they've taken a break. They haven't been on TV in like a month and a half or something like that. Um, but it sets the stage, the stage for, for them to, you know, to, to get their win back um, and, and get the titles back. So like, I feel, I feel like the, the guns, you know, they'll probably give them a pretty short one month reign and, and like, I saw that as a mechanism of, okay, how do we get the belts off of the acclaimed and onto to FTR without, without making them wrestle? And, you know, and I think that's, I think that's what they did. Um, so like, I didn't hate it as much as everyone else did. Now, if I'm wrong about my prediction and they're just like, Oh no, we, we're going to give the guns a long run. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, cause yeah, the, the, the in-ring work is, you know, it's fine, but you know, nothing, nothing that blows your socks off your socks off. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and they're, they're a fine enough team, but you know, like, like the, like AEW in particular, but their legacy with, with tag teams and, and the tag teams who have held that belt. Um, you know, the standard's pretty high for it. And so, you know, these are probably the least, I don't want to say the least talented because that, you know, that's just kind of a shitty thing to say to, to professionals, but they're certainly the least over out of everyone who's held it. They're definitely the least, um, you know, they don't have any like bangers under, under their belt. So we'll, we'll see, you know, I'm, I'm never one of those guys to, you know, shit on someone's title reign before they've ever actually done anything with them. Um, but we'll, we'll see again. I think they're, I think they're going to have a short reign, but I'm only to be proven wrong. And Hey, who knows? Maybe they end up being really, really entertaining in this role. But, uh, yeah, this is definitely a very curious piece of booking, but you know, I'm trying to trust the process. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll we'll see where it goes. It, it definitely they're not likable um, as characters, and they are agitating. Their tans bother me in many different ways. Uh, <laughs> and um, we'll, we'll see where this goes. This will be interesting. It'll be juicy. It definitely invoked emotion, and that's what you want to do on a television program. You want people to feel. So definitely accomplish that goal. Let's hop over to rampage. Well, they, they got, go ahead, I'm sorry. They got some. Well, they got some great crowd shots. Like right after they won. Yeah, definitely. People were flabbergasted. Very, very disappointed and flabbergasting. And, and I mean, you know, 
I'm sure that's exactly what they wanted. Yeah. Definitely. So, you know, I'm, I'm keeping an open mind. Before um, before we jump into Rampage, um, you know, I didn't, we didn't want to go like, beat by beat on like everything that happened on the show, but I feel like we'd be a little remiss if we didn't talk about that that MJF promo with uh, Morris Lexinger and that uh, <laughs> that wild ass story that he told. I see. I was um, my uh, my my sling was acting up, so I didn't catch most of it. But if you want to talk about it, sure, go go for it. All right, I'll touch on briefly, but basically, he cut like a four minute promo. And the, the crux of it was, you know, you know, uh, said, I know who I am, and and told this long-winded story of, you know, like when he back when he was in high school, and he had this Camaro or this awesome car, and you know, he uh, uh, he asked some some cute girl out on a date, and she eventually said yes, and. They were cruising around. They got into a, he got into an accident or something. And as the cops were pulling up, cheats <laughs> with the poor girl, um, so that um, the the cops would would think that she like drove the car. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe the way I'm describing it isn't like doing justice. And I mean, I'm sure it's on YouTube, so mm-hmm. maybe check it out after. But basically, it was some pure scumbaggy shit um, that you know like he's the thing I like about MJF is that he you know like there's heels you know like your Baron Corbin types who you know just get people agitated all the time and then there's you know there's heels like like Roman or even MJF who you know they're they're kind of cool and endearing in their own ways and you know, get as much cheers and it's hard to get them to, to be booed. And I kind of appreciate that MJF tries very hard to make sure that he's hated at all times. And when people outside of when they do shows in Long Island, um, but he tries to make sure that, that he's detestable no matter what. And, you know, I kind of, I kind of respect it. I mean, the promo itself was very, very polarizing. And, you know, I saw a lot of discourse um, on, on Twitter, wrestling Twitter, about zones uh, to try hard or, you know, all these shock value. And, you know, this is why he's not as good as Roman, yada, 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 yada. But, um, you know, the promo itself was all, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely on, on the shock value scale, like pretty high. But um, mm-hmm. but I appreciate the, the dedication to to ensuring that uh, that he's detestable. Yeah, definitely. He he always cuts that off, even his haircut. But anyway, so let's hop over to Rampage real quick. <laughs> Again, <laughs> I want to say this, and I want to say this loud and proud. Look, that All Atlantic need to come up off of Cassidy. Come up off of him now. Take that damn belt off. He's done nothing for it. It is not important. It doesn't matter. He's a great character, but that title needs to be put, like, let's elevate the title. Let's make it mean something. It doesn't mean a damn thing. And I would have loved to see Lee Moriarty take that off of his um, too cool for school hands of Orange Cassidy. That's what I wanted to say. Your thoughts here. Well, here's here's the problem with, um, with just his reign. Yeah, like I, I love Orange Cassidy. Like I think he's a fun character. The problem, the problem with him, not so much with him, but just his, his reign in, in particular, 
there there hasn't been like a real there hasn't been a real story or like a real feud with anybody at least apart from um you know before he got the belts I mean him and Pac um you know they had like a cool a cool little feud or you know Pac kept using that hammer and you know kept like, like beating up his crew and shit mm-hmm. um so you know so that 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 was that was in, that was interesting. It was entertaining. Now since he's won the belt, his whole thing is just walking up, running up on people during interviews and being like, "Hey, you want a title shots? Let's do it on Rampage." Exactly. And you know, and it's like you know the matches have been cool, but you know, one you you never feel like like he has a chance of losing, and and D it's just. You know, they're just cool matches, but they're usually cold matches. Exactly. So, so it's like, I know the easy solution is just put it on somebody else. Um, and I'm not disagreeing with it, but, you know, the, the problem with the rain is just, you know, like he needs like a, a real, a real feud to sink his teeth in and, you know, someone to, you know, because like literally, Every match, almost every match he's had, have just been, you know, the amounts on the the prior. Um, well, basically, all of the defenses have been on ninety five percent of them have been on Rampage mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. and and B, they usually just get announced on on Dynamite. Um, so, yeah, they're cold matches. Like, you know, you're going to get a fun match, but you know, there's no story beats to it. So. As much as I like him, yeah, I'm very, I'm very, very much okay with some um, with them taking the belt off and putting it on on someone who will just do do something or do more with it. Um, and you know, and I was in favor of him getting the belt, but yeah, I'm I'm officially bored now. Yeah. Definitely. The only other thing I want to even give attention to on, on Rampage, because they still haven't earned my attention at this point, to be honest, but I'm going to say Swerve beating up Dustin Rhodes. Um, I like this. I'm excited about this. I'm interested in this. That was a, that was a highlight of Rampage. Yeah. I mean, and we've, we've spoken about how, at least in my opinion, I thought that they've had a pretty good run lately of Rampage, mm-hmm. where you know there's some there's like a, a banger of a match or there's something or a few things at least very noteworthy or interesting on the show. Um, I feel like this was definitely the most, the most mid out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't watch, I didn't watch Rampage live. Um, but I was like upset about it. And like I, you know, cause I, I knew we were going, we were going to talk about it. So I was sort of extra, extra hyped to, to get caught up on it. Um, Saturday morning, and by the end of it, it's like, well, I literally could have just skipped this entire show, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't have missed anything. Mm-hmm. But seeing seeing Swerve send out Parker Bordeaux and uh, Trench, I think that's his name now, sending them to these these two these two white guys to to beat up Dustin Dustin Rhodes, to Swerve to sort of stand over him and say. Happy Black History Month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That <laughs> that was I mean, that was hilarious and on so many different levels. And um and honestly, I absolutely cannot wait for their match. Um 
something about Dustin. I mean, you know he has no chance of winning, but anytime he's in the ring with someone, it's always... He's fiery. He's a fiery old vet. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's fiery, and and he, man, he, he just has his wrestling still so good for someone, and he's like, what, 53, 54, mm-hmm. something like that? Mm-hmm. Or possibly, or he possibly could be pushing 60, but... You wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't think of it um, the way he moves in the ring. So mm-hmm. I know they're going to have very smartly worked, awesome match, and you know, sort of just talking shit about the roads is very entertaining. So yeah, um, that's you know, that little segment was, in my opinion, probably the the highlight of the show. Um, you know, Mox and uh, or uh, Blackpool. Yeah, I mean, that had, a, that had a decent match, a fun match to start off the show, but, you know, nothing really interesting happened there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, Rampage was uh, a little bit of a, yeah, a bit of a throwaway. Um, I felt like, you know, kind of jumping back to Dynamite, um, it looked like Bunny got hurt very early on. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like that... They put the women's match on second um, and didn't just drop it in the, the standard 9.30 slot like they usually do every week. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and the match was just starting to get good, and then it just abruptly ended. So hoping that the bunny's okay. I'm guessing she had a concussion or something. She just got dropped on her face. Um, yeah, overall, um, between the two shows, I mean, I enjoyed Dynamite a lot. Rampage was kind of just black, um, but yeah. But I mean, Dynamite at least was a solid eight out of ten for me. Definitely, my brother from another mother, New York Undercover. Um, great week in the AW <laughs> world, and um, yeah, man, we, we look forward. We march closer to Revolution. Um, what a way to close out this week's podcast. So, so sorry, folks, for being a little late. I'm I'm tired. I'm trying to get to, trying to pass some tests here, some um, some extracurricular work to try to you know, upgrade to the next level in life. And so, and, and Eloquent is a very busy man. So we're trying our best to, to produce this content as we can. And we thank you for your patience and uh, we'll try our best to continue to do that. Eloquent, any final words, sir? Um, uh, only thing is I'd say, um, again, um, RIP to, to True Boy and the Doves. Um, you know, appreciate all you guys for checking out the pod. Make sure that um, that y'all subscribe to WWB Podcast on YouTube. Make sure that um, y'all follow up on um, on IG. And uh, yeah, we're trying to trying to hit that that one thousand. Yes, so sir. You know, make sure you help us get here. Um, if you're watching it on YouTube, um, you know, make sure that you uh, make sure that you you hit the like. You know, drop comments, subscribe, all of that. All of that helps with the algorithm so that, you know, we can appear uh, more more frequently, um, you know, on your pages. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I kind of like took all the lines and everything, but, you know, I'd give that a shot. 
Love it, love it. Yeah, yeah, folks. And also in the the, the bio of the description on iTunes, Spotify, uh, YouTube, you can follow Eloquent on YouTube. It has connection to all of his music and everything. We put that link there intentionally. So if you want to support his music, you want to listen to his music, the link is very easy to access. So we'll put the link for Eloquent in all of his socials there. You just got to click the link, go to his IG. You can support him on all the other platforms that he's on. Super talented person. Support legitimate quality, substantive music so folks thanks for coming on the wwb sports podcast we are out peace